Hello, welcome, uh, greetings, uh, Cobra, la 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 la, to everyone <laughs> listening to this podcast. My name is Steve, and I'm joined by my boys, Paul, la 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 la, and Rob, la 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 la. Very good, ulilations, gentlemen. Hell yeah! Thank you very much. Greetings and ulilations. One must know ululations. how to ululate in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, hate that word. A lot. You look like, you know, yeah, yeah. It's way too close to urinate. <laughs> <laughs> and yet it's something that they will say uh, flagrantly on the news or something. Back home. Urination. <laughs> uh, anyways, we're talking about G.I. Joe stuff, and boy, is there a lot to get through, so we better hit the ground running, put, uh, put rubber to the road, as it were. Uh, if you've got some rocket fuel nearby, drink it down. Because it was the Fan First Friday event this week weekend past, and we had some meaty reveals. So unless mm. anyone's got some actual new toys in hand, I say we get stuck into the new classified releases. What say, Jim? I mean, well, at least this one segues nicely, and it is kind of a new thing. Guys, if you haven't checked out, uh, I did an unboxing the other day of a very cool classified figure that arrived in Amazon or from Amazon that I purchased on Amazon. And wow really loving it um if you haven't checked it out and you listen to the podcast and you haven't checked it out what the heck go and check it out because i'm going to spoil it for you now i got zartan classified finally ha it arrived (laughs) like a month early and it is so cool it is so cool it's even it is as cool as we thought it would be but it's in my hands so it's cooler And we love little surprises. Good old Amazon, they're full of them. A month early, you say? A month early, dude. I was only meant to get it in July. Wild. And also, I got a small public service announcement. It's kind of important. You know, take it or leave it if you want. I got, um, I can never remember the damn thing's name, but from the Transformers Kingdom line, it's called uh, Predatrix or something. Or something, Uh, Paleotrix. The Bony Boys. all, no, I want to, all I want people to know out there is if you bought Paleotrex to make a giant sword for your awesome Studio 86 Grimlock, be warned it that apart. the handle is just a little bit too big to fit in Grimlock's hands. So you cannot actually, unless you go into his hand and drill it a little bit and ream it a little bit so you can get the handle in there, you cannot have a giant dinosaur bone sword for your Grimlock. Cool. Public service announcement over. And now you How know. How dare they? How dare what? they? thought transformers were pretty solid on their sizing that is a shock to me man dude it is literally half a millimeter too big like it goes in halfway it's like i was like crapping myself because i was like how am i gonna get this out now (laughs) yikes yeah all right gentlemen anyway let's do it battle and all that the new classified reveals and what better way to start things with uh, one of the early Joes in his very traditional stylings? It's Roadblock. And they're calling him Heavy Artillery Roadblock, I believe. Because, man, it might not be a Mardus, but it is big. Is that because uh, closest damage to the actual gun Roadblock is too long for the packaging? Uh, gosh, good question. Uh, we have a packaging shot uh, that has been revealed. But for those of you listening to this podcast and uh, not with the added visuals provided on YouTube, <laughs> Roadblock comes with a minigun, uh, which is always a misleading word, I find, because it's pretty big. There's nothing mini about a minigun. 
it's just got uh, many a barrel that spin. Uh, and something that I learned about miniguns, which, you know, this is a fantasy recasting uh, of these weapons, so you don't have to uh, adhere to it. But miniguns, because they're electrically powered, need a separate and gargantuan power source. So mm. not only do you have to hoist around a ammo drum, because this thing chews through ammunition like nobody's business, but you need it to be hooked up to the mains. <laughs> Either that or you've got a generator nearby. So when we see it in popular culture, Predator comes to mind and everything else, Judgment Day um, and many, many a film since then. Uh, it's actually kind of inaccurate. You know, mm. Marnie's not toting around a generator <laughs> or a gigantic battery pack. Yeah, he's kind of standing free, but I can guarantee you there's a power cable running off that thing to a, a power source off screen. Anyways, enough so real you, talk. Let's talk about Roadblock. Like, Boy, roadblock what where are you? I've only got one block. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. there, guys. He's got it all. He's, he's got sexy, a helmet. Man. He looks cool. It looks very this cool. is a very good reimagining of, of, of Roblox. I love this figure. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. the face sculpt is also a little bit better. Yeah. Not staring yeah. dead into your soul. Which I like. <laughs> They've also kind of moved away, yeah, from their obviously their reimagining of the, the stylings of, of mm. G.I. Joe as well. They kind of they are taking it to a more classic look or retro look of, of G.I. Joe, which is cool. They heard the in the fans, chats, dude. we yeah. Well, in the chats, we have the the opinion that they should have led with this. Obviously, mm -hmm. they had it in hand. You know, you don't start a toy line without having planned your your next couple of moves well in ahead in in advance. Mm -hmm. um, so, why do you reckon they didn't lead with this one? Because of the video game, they wanted to sell the video game, so they wanted to have tie-in product. Yeah, that's the only yeah. logical thing I can think of. Because uh, according to Spectre Creative, uh, who used to work for Matty uh, for Mattel um, for a very, very long time, he, according to him, some of these product lines are actually planned a year in advance. And only a year in advance? A year in advance, yeah. Well, I imagined and, there to be longer lead time than one year, but okay. No, but um, in terms of distribution, the distribution model and things like that, and that is why. Sometimes, but hang on, Paul. Uh, what are you telling me, man? You're saying basically that this roadblock only kind of started the planning phase uh, after Classified had already kind of gotten been announced. I, no, I think it dispute that. I think you no. You can't plan uh, too far ahead. I mean, you need to know yeah. first that you, your product is going to sell before you you plan too far ahead. Because I mean, that's that's time that could have been spent on other things. But the tooling is there. I mean, the arms are exactly the same. Um, mm. I what do you the... think of this helmet, guys? That is the, perhaps the biggest departure from the classic uh, look. In every other respect, he's a shoo-in for his 1984 version. The helmet, however, is a modernized take. I like it. And, I and think it's the appropriate. Reason... Mm -hmm. Vented on the side, it's a Fritz-style helmet, but it's got a little bit of added greeblies. For instance, the NVG mount on the front mm -hmm. end, which I don't think would ever be compatible with any accessory. That's just a... It's just it's a just nice sculpt embellishment. Mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, there's a chin strap, which has sort of multiple attachment points, both before and after his ear. Lovely. I love that. And it hangs mm. very realistically, 
once again, I don't think it's practical. I don't think you'd be able to link the two halves together to make it a functional chin strap, but it's a very nice touch. Gives it some uh, um, dynamism. That's your word, Paul? You love that. Yeah, word. dynamism. Sloppiness. Dynamism. It's not flopsy-wopsy. It's not flopsy-wopsy, but it's a little wibbly-wobbly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> love that face. Love that face. Love the treatment of the beard. Love that he's got yeah. like the little he didn't have patch. a chin strap beard, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like his, his previous class, classified version, and no tattoos, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm I'm a little sad about that, only because I personally love the the lion tattoo on his arm, but I think I'm in the minority there, um, so I can understand the removal of it. But yeah, but Paul, gee, you like your stalker with dreadlocks. I do actually. Yeah. These are things that I find incongruous with the characters as I envision them. They're a little yeah. more clean cut than than to be inked up or to have grown their hair so extensively so as to dreadlock them. A dreadlock is a very involved thing to cultivate. I just don't get Stalker as that kind of guy, even if he was doing it for some kind of deep cover, which is not his bag. He occasionally does it, but he's primarily just a frontline soldier. Also... Something, uh, something worth mentioning um, with the roadblock, and it and it sort of continues throughout the line is he's got a real gun, not just a mini gun, but the sidearm. It's yes. not a nerf gun. How wonderful! <laughs> I don't suppose you have the the make and model of that weapon, sir. But Dude, it is. It just it looks like given. a giant Colt forty five <laughs> to me. Yeah. yeah but looking at it, but it's also got like Picatinny mm. on the top, so it's difficult it's to say. It's got the back end of a desert eagle. Yeah. Listen, if there's a man to wield the desert eagle, roadblocks that man. Boom, so. boom, boom. Mm -hmm. All right, gentlemen, have we uh, vented our opinions on roadblock enough? Yeah, we love him. We're excited. Yeah, it could I be think, that. I think that packaging could have fit a Marduce, to be honest. Look at that artwork. That's cool too, man. Yeah. It should have had a Marduce. But yeah, I get why they didn't, because the Marduce is it's kind of old now. You know, like <laughs> Paul, that weapon will outlive us all. It is invaluable. I, no, true. No, it's true. But it's just, I think they they do are still trying to get like kids to be a you know into this. Hey, listen, I'm done with them having a minigun. I'm okay with that. <clears throat> Could it be a Beretta, the handgun? It doesn't uh, feel Beretta enough for me. It's got sort of the front start. The, the front of the slide kind of looks Beretta-ish. The way it Ish. tapers. And then the mm. back of the slide looks like a desert eagle. So I guess maybe the designer said, let's take these two iconic guns and smoosh them together. It's a desretta. But uh, don't <laughs> worry. The, com the comments section below will be <laughs> quick to correct us. <laughs> Gentlemen, <laughs> take a look at this bad boy. It's hey, barbecue. 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 Yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Which is a thing that you say in South Africa when you've both said the same word. And it means that whoever called it, called Jinx, uh, gets to... You have to shut the hell up, Paul, otherwise I'm going to give you a lummy, which is a very <laughs> painful punch on the shoulder. You want to hit Ow. bone. You want to, you want to make that arm ache for, for at least half an hour. Um, <laughs> the way to release your opponent is to say their name three times, either on purpose or accidentally. So I've already said Paul once, and that's twice this now. Is twice. So, so um, Paul, you're released from your... <laughs> Yay! <laughs> your purgatory of not speaking. Uh, I think the listeners have had enough silence out of you. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. 
So this hot. is another fantastic addition. Uh, he looks proper, like very faithful. That's crazy. <laughs> a big one and a small one. So like when, when he he chops one viper with the one, he can pull the other one out. <laughs> Dual wield. Yeah. Yeah. The nice. ones for rescue work and the other ones for close encounters. It's up to you which one is which. <laughs> the big one goes on the backpack, presumably on this bracket here. The small one, mm-hmm. as you can see in the image, has been attached to his thigh. Does the foam gun attach to the other thigh? Let's have a look. Uh, yes, it does. We Lovely have a winner. Stuff. Oh man! So great. So if you great. are a barbecue fan, the, you're probably doing backflips at this point. If you're not, you're wondering. Why barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> you know, why not Quick Kick or someone who was perhaps, I don't and know, you... just more fun than a fireman? <laughs> not to slight on firemen out there, but he's kind of got one job. That and, and chopping you... up vipers. And if <laughs> you want one, you've no, uh, certainly uh, pre-ordered one from, um, uh, what is that, that Hasbro Pulse, or you have... Uh, enlisted the um, services of an eBay sculptor, a sculpt, sculptor. Um, because this guy is a Cobra Island exclusive, which means Oops. he's only going to target. Yay! Mm. Well, I think maybe they didn't because he's an interesting character to sculpt. He looks unique. He looks different from every other character that's come out. Mm. I think he was also in the video game, if, not, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. In the um, in the cutscenes, yeah, yeah. Uh, he wasn't playable. But maybe look, is that video game dead in the water yet? Are people still playing it? Is there any uh, likelihood that there'll be downloadable content, additional players and stuff? I, I can't know. say I've I've heard any news on on that front. But like, yeah, barbecue's an interesting one. I suppose mm-hmm. he would have close quarters weapons, but like, <laughs> how do you employ the foam gun as a weapon? Well, I suppose you are fighting battle android troopers. Maybe um, flame retardant foam has some effect on them. But look how cool, beautifully though, they've hit his uh, glasses, his eyepiece, with a very glossy black. That is stunning. That That's the jewel in the crown, if you ask me. That, that right there. I just don't understand. I mean, are these all of the screenshots for barbecue? Just the two. No, there are more. Depending on what news source you use, you get oh, a different right. bouquet oh, of shot. That's oh. his foam. Is that his foam? <laughs> but it looks no, but go back, because that looks different. It looks mm. it looked it looks more like a gun than the foam. Okay, there I see it. Okay. Just for some reason it looked a bit like a Mac ten in the product shot, you know, the, the straight up product shot. You know what they've messed up with this figure? What do they mess up with this figure, Paul? There is no screenshot of him jumping. I am not convinced <laughs> this is the real barbecue. There's no fireman jump. Well, I, oh. I was I was thinking maybe you needed to have a, him posed with a custom viper. <laughs> the viper. I am the viper. No. Oh, oh. There we go. Nothing's what are we looking real. at, Stephen? We're looking at Snake Eyes Commando version with Timber. It's a deluxe figure. It's going to set you back $39 at retail. And I will tax. have it. You will have it. Because why? Because you're not going to find a better articulated wolf at this scale for love or money, my friends. <laughs> Dude, I can't even find a non-articulated wolf at that scale. <laughs> well, pity all the fools who went out and bought their schly and whatevers. <laughs> because here he is. The man. The real deal. 
And I would maybe argue that it's um, it's Trip, as in Timber 3, because he's got that manly scar on his face. Mm. Mm. And also the photography makes him look grayer, but then again, that could just be the photographer. Whoa, look at that dog. Wow, he's very happy there. <laughs> hey, do you think... Alternate, alternate head. Yeah, I hope that is an alternate head and not like a package variant, because that's going to set the collector market on fire. Uh, I think there was a packaging shot. I don't have it here. Maybe I'll drop it in uh, now <laughs> on the YouTube version. Yeah. But yes, I think that there are alternate heads. Look at the hind quarters. You've got a uh, top thigh articulation. You've got mid thigh articulation. <laughs> You've got articulation where a canine actually has articulation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being, you know, between the, the the lower leg and the upper leg. Uh, oh wow, wow. All I can say is, well, Dude, presumably cool. the tail articulates. Yeah, probably like up and down, you know. I don't think yeah. it's, I don't get a side to side kind of wag from it. Guys, maybe I it's a am, ball joint. So I, basically, uh, you've got in excess of 18, <laughs> 18 points of articulation on a sculpted plastic wolf. Amazing. There might be and something the, going on in the mid torso. So, like a side to side, like separating the two halves like the front of the and the back of the animal so that's you know, i've got 19 then she's got a yeah guys i hate you know sometimes i i hate hasbro for the right reasons like i said classified zartan that's gonna be my last classified figure because you know i just love zartan and I can't like fully commit to this classified line. And I can't. I can't commit to it. It's too difficult, to be honest. And then they did that awesome Baroness from the movie. Uh, and and now this. I mean, I, and, and I'm excited about this because I can actually get my hands on this. I can actually buy this on Amazon, which makes Absolutely. me very happy. This is not an exclusive. This is the Snake Eyes for the people. I love it. He's dangerous butter knife. <sighs> Once again, gentlemen, why didn't they lead with this? I, I think the other one's more recognizable. Fair enough. Mm. <laughs> like, Gaz is like, not that he wants another Snake Eyes, but that's my favorite version of him. Interestingly enough, Commando is not my favorite version of him, and I love this more than the Ninja version they did in the Classified line. So Yeah, well, anybody's guess as to how you, make, how you make sense of the visor. Come on, goggles is the way, Paul. And look at those amazing little vents. Ah, oh, man. No, it's, this, it's stunning. I'm going to say something that, that has been said before, but not perhaps by me. That the, <laughs> because I, I, I am, of course, a six inch um, a conscientious decliner. Uh, <laughs> six inch agnostic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the six inch scaled G.I. Joe figures, when they're done correctly, as is, is the case with this Commander Snake Eyes is what you imagine in your mind when you're playing with 1982 or 83 version Snake Eyes. Mm. Like, that figure is, you know, an icon, classic, but still a little dumpy and rudimentary, and, you know, it's an early action figure. This is, however, what you see in your mind's eye, this new classified gorgeousness. My goodness. When they get it right, they get it right. I mean, the scale is really good for putting lots of details in there. I mean, the mm. G.I. I mean, the Real American Hero line has lots of details depending on the figure. But, I mean, at this scale, they can really go crazy. Oh, dude. If there's one thing I'd lose, <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, it's the little star on his hand grenade. On his hand grenade. Yeah, <laughs> alcohol, and you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, fine. Put a star on your uniform. That's cool. Uh, that, that's <laughs> that iconic. You know, that's that is the GI Joe slanted five pointed star. But <laughs> to put it on your hand grenade tells me that this guy. Well, okay, he's snake eyes. He is a sadist. Uh, but it tells me that he stenciled uh, the G.I. Joe branding on this grenade that he's going to use to dispatch the enemy. It's like, <laughs> they got run up your asshole. <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah, not a uh, fan. Would you mind? Uh, do you have other shots of him? I just want to just check something. Uh, I do not, Paul. I'm sorry. You're going to have to make do with the... no, That's all. I just wanted to see his guns. They're real. I love They're that. Real guns. I just wanted to make sure that I was like not imagining it because that looks Weapons like a bit of a shoot. scar, like a I don't know. It's like an ACP or a scar or something like that. Uh, but they definitely call that an MP10. Uh, but mm. once again, my gun knowledge ain't so great. But yes, Dude, I'm just glad it's is not a there, my boys. <laughs> just so I think Hasbro. I think Hasbro listened to Bobby Valor. Yeah, because Bobby's initial reaction to this toy in hand, he was like. He, he was talking about the um, the convention exclusive, which did come with the Uzi. He's like, guys, the Uzi is an ancient weapon. It's an iconic weapon, so have it. But give him something more in line with modern military so that collectors can take it either way. You can either have iconic snake eyes, as he always was portrayed, or you can bring him up to the, the bleeding edge with something, you know, something that Million. fell out of, oh. uh, you know, yeah, it's something yeah. that is in, in, in use in, in anti-terrorist campaigns today. Well, so how many, how many like, Snake Eyes and Roadblocks have they done in the classified line now? We're up to three Roadblocks and three Snake Eyes. It's kind oh. of... You, you, you could slot more characters in there. I mean, they, they could do different versions. I mean, instead of Roadblock, as someone suggested, uh, they could have done the Heavy Duty. Heavy Duty could have been cool. Stalker the initial cool. the initial releases of Roadblock with his uh, chin strap beard could have been a different character. Yeah, mm, that could have been heavy yeah. duty. Or um, oh man, what is what is a double blast? That's it. Roadblock's kind of reimagining in the uh, the early two thousands was double blast. <laughs> oh, actually, Andrew in the in the, in the comments says actually they're up to four each at this point. Ooh, oh, Snake Eyes right. and Roadblock. Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes. Yeah, yeah. Convention, um, then the regular release, then this one, and the I movie? must be the movie. Bloody the hell, movie. giant yeah. blank spot in my <laughs> in my knowledge. Yes, the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's gone Wrong. terribly quiet because I mean I think everyone in the kind of the GI Joe community is gaga over these releases. The movie, we need the movie to come out for us to to gush over those things. But what do here we, we go, guys. Here? Elvin Kibby, it's Breaker. Damn, that's a cool breaker. Mm. But what what's what behind him, Rob? What's behind Breaker in the image that we're looking at? Just for our listeners. Is that supposed to be a silver mirage, but not silver? <laughs> Interesting you say that. <laughs> it is indeed a ram, but that's it, a ram. Ram. It's a ram. It's a ram, but it does have some silver mirage trimmings, actually. It does have <laughs> a bit of that silver. But- it's part from the silver, but Stephen, you have both a ram and a silver mirage, so you would have better expertise on that. It's it's a ram that's been sexied up. 
Um, it's got a lot more angular work to it, which you can do at this scale. Um, mm. The 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 original RAM with this rather sort of simplified spike designs would have looked toyetic. This looks like a, a piece of of hardware. You know, it's got you can see the disc on the wheels. You know, the braking system is evident, which is so lovely. It's got some very tasty GI Joe branding. Once again, I think I could lose the star and just go with the GI Joe, but it's a good it's a bike. sticker, so yeah. holy shit! And the way it kind of integrates the sidecar is very clever because mm. once again, you can use the minigun as a personal weapon. It can be removed. It it looks like the sidecar is really just a sleeve that the minigun can be inserted into and then attached to the side of the bike. But if you want breaker to get crazy <laughs> uh, wait you swore trust me <laughs> uh, you you can have him standing free with a, a minigun uh, you can really break things then and shoot it from the hip they've, they've already reused the the minigun mold that's great <laughs> yeah well done hasbro very frugal there but hey man when you're gonna sculpt something this uh considerable as a weapon yeah you're gonna get some mileage out of it and thank goodness it's not the bloody electromagnetic gun you know we've we've kissed that goodbye the fans have spoken and hasbro has listened really you don't get more og than breaker with the ram they are meant to be together perhaps they should have been together in 82 but this is yeah this is some kind of paradise we've woken up to boys and it's an exclusive. Yay. Oh, <laughs> of I said paradise. Is. We're in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare thyself for the shitstorm of uh, comments that have probably already started. Uh, I, I try and turn off um, instead of reading on. But yes, people are not going to be happy about that because this is a beautiful set and demands to be in the hands of absolutely everyone who would w mm. ever want it. And its exclusivity means that people will always lose out uh, it's a pity but yes but this is. is another 39.99 boy available at is it target target yeah target, target. but the exclusivity at least also means that they will sell all of them yes. i mean you don't want this sitting on the shelf you know 40 dollar toy i mean there, there are reasons i think why they do do these exclusive things also that's that's not cheap tooling so i'm pretty sure we're going to see it again um, yes, uh, the, I mean the Baroness with the bike and all the other uh, Cobra Island exclusives like uh, Beachhead. I think I've just heard on on Full Force, in fact, that they will be doing a second run at Target. Mm -hmm. But you know, for everyone who didn't get them, they'll be coming back. So thank goodness for that. And maybe with like a bigger stock number as well, because they know what the demand is like. So. There you go, man. Yay, so I may actually have a RAM in my future, which is amazing. Yep. RAM and RAM, man. RAM, man. Mm -hmm. Any uh, other I... comments on Breaker himself? We've spoken about the minigun. Oh. We've spoken about the bike. Dude, he's he's like a tan outfit away from being clutch. <laughs> yeah, the, he the heavy beard is something that is only a toy Breaker, and, and I suppose the cartoon series Breaker, but... But uh, Breaker's portrayal, in the comic books at least, was a much younger man uh, and a more clean-shaven man. 
and mm. the bubble gum was kind of his iconic thing. This does look like you're right, a clutch. Mm. It's got a clutch vibe. Also, that minigun doesn't seem to have an ammo drum, but hey, maybe it's hidden in the Rams box somewhere. Man, you if know? you're gonna do away with the need for any kind of power, uh, why do you need a ammo drum? Hey, this thing just like pulls bullets from thin air. Thin air. <laughs> hey, no, I, it doesn't make me want it any less, dude. I think it's great. True that. <laughs> and I mean, as far as customizing is concerned, people were giving uh, their classified figures more realistic weapons. At least in this case, all you got to do is source a bullet belt. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's true. a small small price to pay for ultimate realism if you're in the market for that. But yes, along with this reveal, uh, in the past week we heard titterings that reactions. Super 7's reaction line of five POA figures will be getting the following list of characters. Dun, da, 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 da. Here's the list. <laughs> Real American hero Snake Eyes. Cobra Trooper with a H back in dark brown. Presumably that is his uh, complexion, the dark brown, not the H back. <laughs> Cobra Trooper H back light brown. So we got a... a Deep chocolate and a cappuccino. Uh, Cobra Trooper Y-back pink. So the Y-backed web gear will be Caucasian. Uh, Cobra Trooper Y-back light brown. There's a cappuccino Cobra Trooper for you. A pink green shirt. (laughs) (laughs) A dark brown green shirt. A light brown green shirt. Quinn. Quinn. Mm -hmm. Cobra Commander. Destro. Scarlet. And a new character called Barnoes. Barnoes! <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a second wave with a Snake Eyes comic book version 1 and Cobra Commander, which I presume if they did the mirror face in the first wave, they're going to do a hood in the second wave. I mean, call me a traditionalist, but that seems to be how things are done. Are they going to still sell these for like $20? Presumably, yes. So this will be... Uh, a rich boy's uh, indulgence, and at five points of articulation, everyone regards him as a step backwards. Almost everyone, I should say. Um, mm. I kind of took note of a, a, a silver lining to it in that, you know, like if you are a pally toy action force collector, these are some Joes that will kind of share, share, self, share, share, share shelf space with those guys in a more convincing way. Uh, mm-hmm. If if kind of you are an articulation phobe, like you don't like seeing rivets on your action figures, these five POA guys will be that like sort of more traditional reimaginings of original Joes. So hmm. there's that. And hey, multiple hmm. ethnicities for Cobra Troopers. If you're into troop right. building, these will be completely out of your range because they cost so damn much. <laughs> But but <laughs> but look, if if they get clearance down, and they probably won't, because this is GI Joe, and everyone's clamoring for these figures, or you know, we all have the impulse to 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 buy up anything that bears our beloved branding. Um, you know that the the they're being troop builders like green shirts and Cobra Troopers in the line can make a nice display of just you know at attention because they're very stiff. But mm. <laughs> your green and blue armies, you can have them. Um, you made a good point on the Facebook post, uh, when this was posted on Facebook, uh, in our group, 
Uh, you said they'd make for, a, uh, from a silver lining point of view, they'd make for great vehicle drivers. So, yes, I, yes. well, yeah, I could, like that. Could be if you don't necessarily need your guys to have their hands on the wheel. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Quinn, <laughs> the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Rob, do you I want think, to speak to the inclusion of Quinn? I think just sometimes people do, are just like, oh, Quinn, he's you know the the, the he's an important character at some point in the, the storyline. I mean, he was in the cartoon, wasn't he? I think uh, he was. Was he? No, he was no, not. No, wasn't he? he was okay, they so did just in one story. In, in, they in did the, the October God. Yes. Yeah. No. Well, look, it was a story was a that characterized. Facility. In the cartoon, oh, there was, was there. yeah a guy who kind of looked like him, in like one story. Old, but yeah, it was like basically what Quinn would have been, but it was like a old guy that saved Snake Eyes or something. Are you talking oh, about in the Masterpiece? That's why I'm confused. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah, guy, the bald, the bald guy with the white, shaggy beard. Who's yeah? Blind. I think yes, I think he was supposed to be a Quinn, like like a stand-in. Stand-in. <laughs> but I mean, and that looked, they, they, look, they, that they looked nothing like Quinn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, know. Paul, I love it these little weird. factoids that you throw out that are based on absolutely nothing. That's what I was thinking of, I, I think. Um, but I mean, they do occasionally throw out like a Quinn figure occasionally. And it's like, why do you why do you bring out a Quinn figure again? I mean, they did in the, wasn't it in that comic book line? They did a Quinn figure. I believe I own a Quinn figure. Um, yes, you own a Quinn figure that was single carded in no the single carded. That was in the retaliation line. Yes, but yes. they did do a, a comic three pack O ring style Quinn, uh, yes. using a lot of Big Ben's parts uh, with a new head sculpt. But this maybe this is going to be khaki pants Quinn in five POA, uh, also, like hit, like the bulk of his appearances in the the early run of the comic book. Also, that you you've stepped on something there because if you look at this lineup of, of figures, all of these characters do appear in the early run of the comic book. Baroness would have to, or sorry, Baroness would have to be Baroness. wearing blue to yeah. to fit that era. Uh, but yes, you're right, absolutely. So maybe that's their strategy. They want to release like, yeah. So like pink a whole bunch green of shirts is presumably grunt then uh, dark brown green shirt we don't know i suppose a stalker and then green shirt light brown would be zap mm. Mm. finally give this guy a little bit more of a accurate ethnicity maybe give him pencil mustache well you'd have to do that yourself i don't know these green shirts are most likely blank slates i'm only just kind of recasting them as official joes because i don't know it's an intellectual exercise they well, might be here's fun something to put in the play motions because they do kind of fit nicely with the O-rings in a weird kind of you know from the upper body kind of point of view. We haven't seen mm. them yet. Yeah. We have to reserve judgment. They might be really dumpy. Some of the the reaction figures are kind of gross, like <laughs> like really gloppy paint. Yeah, I don't know. They might be fugly and only ever see see use on their cards, and that might be all people need. Like if you want some new carded material to clutter up your wall these could be them well if they are digging into the early early co comics um iron monger mentions in the chat if they've done a quinn why haven't they done a doc venom mm. oh yes miss that 
And Doc Venom, since, you know, you're not going to be making him do the splits, he would work as a 5 POA. He's only ever yeah. going to be, like, stalking around his lab, musing over, meow, meow, meow. I'm going to put Snake Eyes' memories into a memory bank so that we can revive his <laughs> experiences and put them into a small uh, Latina girl one day called Dawn Moreno. <laughs> and oh, God, I don't know. Very complicated. To, it's a convoluted storyline. And one day when you fellas decide to read on into G.I. Joe, a real American hero, maybe we can talk about it. Yeah. Hey, Absolutely. Before I do that, is it going to am I going to love G.I. Joe after I read that, or am I going to start hating G.I. Joe after I read that? Well, you're gonna have to read it. For <laughs> <laughs> your own opinion. <laughs> you want, you, we've gotten to the stage on this podcast where you actually want me to give you your own opinion. On those <laughs> books, yes. Because like I must say I'm like reticent, man. I'm like a part of me is like, yeah, okay, let me get the trades and like get into it and check it out or like read it online. And then another part of me is like, kinda like G.I. Joe ending at like 170. <laughs> You know. Or one fifty-five. <laughs> no, <laughs> just read I, a little bit further to let Larry Harmer's run, and then stop at one seventy. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I got like, I did a bit of that in the beginning. Like, I read some of Larry Harmer's like new stuff, and it's cool. But it's just all the retconning, like with Dawn and all that coming in. I don't know, like, yeah. Anyway, we'll see. I think we, I should read it. I really should. Yeah, read unfortunately, it. Paul, you're basing your opinion on like hearsay. Mm. It's just stuff that you've heard mm. i think it's yeah. best yeah just to read it yourself to read it ourselves. exactly and, and 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 be truly disappointed when uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you shit. realize like public opinion was actually inflated that uh, actually i'm gonna shut the hell up because i'm monologue enough yeah uh, and there are some people that do like the new stuff by the way um thank you gary that's at least that's an endorsement and then you know at least i can you know that's an endorsement that motivates me to check it out i think yes let's, let's do it soon episode 222 what else <laughs> do i have in my picture uh slide show oh, gentlemen oh i do believe there's one more item of news and that is the fact that we've got ooh, uh, fuck, where's the thing how do i share again <laughs> ah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny uh <laughs> we have new retro collection gi joe announcements Ta-da! cool Stalker wow. and the cobra trooper my goodness those are cool though that's i'm seeing some cool stuff on those immediately right now as i'm looking at them hmm care mm. to elaborate for the listeners paul the thighs i'm looking at a stalker and a cobra trooper and it looks like they have swivel thighs um yes yeah, yeah i'm right and i like the proportions like i've always felt that that version of stalker in the modern era line or in the 25th anniversary line was a bit too skinny and that the legs just make it look much better for me yeah and thick the, thighs. The face, nice and <laughs> also it's difficult to yeah well then thick thighs but still like it's 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 cool it's cool to have there and i don't know I, it looks like the face sculpt has been updated and i do like that but maybe that's just an illusion created by shiny plastic and photo combined and whatever's. But I like that. His face sculpt is cool. He looks a little bit more veteran than we've seen him in action figure form. Yeah. I'll tell you what, what does it for me. It's the, um, the what would you call these things? Well, just the, the, the clefts 
uh, running from his nostrils down to his mouth. You know, those lines that speak to a little bit more seasoning. And they are mm. present in his card art. But the card art kind of, you know, it's true that Hector Garrido went on to uh, draw, or maybe he went back into um, religious iconography and illustrations because everything kind of looks kind of cherubic and, and heavenly in a sense. Like he has a mm. great, the, the light and shade on the faces, it's very much like a, um, like a biblical relief. But here we see in plastic, as I say, a more seasoned... Carl Weathers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like <Hey>. Carl Weathered. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of, so of Stalker being an older soldier than the rest. Um, yeah, but, you know, he, he's kind of of Duke's vintage almost, but mm. uh, black don't crack, or at least don't crack much. Because, <laughs> yeah, all you've got are these kind of these mouth... What do, you, what do you call them? Mouth wrinkles? It's, I don't want to call them jowls like... because it's not really the jowl. No, no. It's no. just that, that lovely line that develops. Um, yeah, I That's like it. It's, really it seems like the pursuit of, cobra, pursuit of Cobra upper body. Um, the head is new, hence no bloody dreadlocks. And then the legs, possibly from... Well, we'll see now. Possibly from the no, not from the hist uh, the, the the fang pilot's legs, mm -mm. because we're looking at the cobra trooper now, and he's got the fang pilot legs, also with the thigh cut. But uh, it seems Stalker's got some new legs on him, which is cool. That um, trooper looks great. I like the hair. Mm. Yeah, I like that. It's not just like a bald guy or. <laughs> It's not Painted something you him. normally uh, have, have to say about a Cobra Trooper. I like the right? Cobra Trooper's hair. <laughs> but, but I do think it, it's just like, you know, like this Johnny haircut, you know, it's, it's actually quite cool. And to my great surprise, the big elephant in the room, this giant green bazooka or small <laughs> rocket launcher that he comes with, uh, does have very vintage precedent in the G.I. Joe line because apparently there was a J.C. Penny catalog that had a Cobra Trooper pictured with this green, uh, well, with Zap's uh, weapon. So they've mm. reached, that's a deep, deep, deep cut, if it is true, because they've if reached it, back way Do you think back. it's intentional? No, Paul, they just randomly packed it in there. They're totally <laughs> just like, they throw weapons into the, the, the blister packs. It just all happened okay. to be the same one. So why didn't they make it black then? Because it was green in the original photo, you fool. Did you listen to me? That's why I'm asking. Do you <laughs> think that wasn't... Said. No. Uh, Do you I think that was intentional? Yeah. Yeah, well, for sure that's intentional. It's because that could retro. be some guy that was told, look in the archives for some weapons ideas. And he saw it and went, there was a green bazooka on the JCPenney uh, like, catalog. That must be legit. Let's do it. Well, I would congratulate that guy for looking so deep. I mean, I don't think it was the first thing that came on the pile. Like that mm -hmm. guy would probably, you know, in the in the line of Hasbro's previous thinking, he'd probably go back to just the previous version and be like, "Oh uh, yeah, it came with like some barbed wire. Chuck that in the and, box." And a, and a black <laughs> bazooka. So if they're doing that intentionally, that is cool. That is a nice deep cut. You know, it's just it kind of feels a bit weird to have that as like a. You know, for all of them. <laughs> it's like, you're going to have a whole bunch of people troop-building Cobra Troopers with what feels like a G.I. Joe's bazooka. Mm -hmm. you, it, 
Uh, as, like, as Andrew says in the chat, easy, Paul. It is paintable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. Like, listen, don't, like, I'm not, like, angry or anything about it. I just, I think it's a cool nod. But I also think it's, like, maybe a joke that's going too far, considering that people are going to buy, like, 10 of these things. So. There are things that I like about it, and there are things that I don't like about it. Um, it's sadly, like, the, the sort of the, the all blue look, even down to the gloves. Um worked in 1982 and 83 not necessarily here like mm. the pursuit of cobra version does hold something over this quite considerably mm. um the the holster hostel holstered pistol on the web gear is once again not removable but the the knife sheets uh on his chest um there are points at which the knife can go up up into cool. i do like that um, but you see the Fang pilot's legs a little too vividly here. Like, they're mm. elements that do not belong on the Cobra Trooper. And that's this boxy bit of tech on his right thigh. Um, the Dragonov's nice. It seems to be an update to what we've gotten previously. It's got a more mongrel-looking uh, handle, less dainty. Would probably stand his hand better. Mm. That's all I have to say about that. I would actually get the Stalker. Um, hmm. yeah, I actually want to see if I can try and get my hands on that stalker because that's very cool. And I actually still don't have a modern version of that stalker and I would like that stalker. <laughs> I don't right. even have a vintage version of that stalker. <laughs> so, yeah. John, any think... other, yeah, carry on, Robbie. No, no, I was going to say, um, Andrew also asked in the, in the, in the chat, so they're going to be six figures in the box. How many do you think are going to come in a box? There's going to be four troopers to two stalkers, five troopers to one stalker. Do you think stalker is going to be a lot more rarer than the troops? Um, yeah, that's actually a good question there, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. If it's a box of five, it'll probably be two stalkers, three, cobra, three cobras, probably. Or probably a box of six, though. I mean, uh, that's yeah, then, that, box. then I hope that Hasbro evenly packs them. <laughs> Mm. Or maybe, or maybe Hasbro will do like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they understand their their market much better now, and they'll actually do full cases of Cobra Troopers, which would actually be smart because then you know, target troop builders, can, yeah, people can crazy. troop all the shit out of them. Um, what did these guys retail that again? I think it's twenty dollars, or no, is it less? Is it fourteen dollars? Twenty bucks would put it in the classified single pack. Yeah, range. so it's cheaper. This would be less. Yeah. So 14. essentially, so these have got more articulation and really amazing face sculpts, and they're cheaper than the than the reaction figures. I think Super Seven needs to work out that game plan a bit better because that's silly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going back to the reaction stuff. Yeah, you see, and like Super Seven stuff averages like I've seen them going for like nineteen dollars and whatever's so fifteen dollars apparently. Cool. Fourteen ninety eight. Awesome. There yeah. So, go. so yeah. Do you, you're still getting more bang for your buck at just under fifteen dollars. Nice. I really want that stalker. I think he's great. I think he's really, really great. Gentlemen, <clears throat> let's move the agenda on because we've each prepared something a little bit more intriguing, perhaps, than just talking smack about new toys. Let's get stuck into a, something a little bit more imaginative with this week's listener-inspired question. Greetings, G.I. Joe Berg. Know that I am Golobulus, 
Most fans did not like the Coppola aspect of the animated movie and accused it of the one unforgivable crime. Failure. A trifle melodramatic. If you could use a psychic motivator to pitch a different idea for an animated movie, what would you primitive apes have made it about? That was the voice of Globulus, ladies and gentlemen, and it sends chills, chills down my spine. Wow, it's as if Burgess Meredith was revived and came to give one last performance. So I thank you, thank you, thank you. This was a gentleman called, um, I'm just going to give his first name because I didn't actually ask him if he wanted to be on the radio. His name is Brian and he sent us this question and I freaking love it. And I think that he has a very unique talent for Globulus. Perhaps he has uh, other voices in him, but thank you. If, if ever I need a, a Globulus for play motion, I know who to call. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> the question Dude. stands, gentlemen. Incredible. How would we reset the 1987 G.I. Joe the movie? In hindsight, I mean, <laughs> it is a Marmite kind of movie. You either love it or hate it. And uh, how would we harmonize that, I guess, is, is the real question. With the gift of hindsight, how would we make a movie that would still hit to this day and not divide the G.I. Joe fan base? I think that's at the heart of the question. Mm. I think I would start with like the first thing I'd maybe try to like play with there, just because I mean hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So, um, maybe not make Cobra Law the origin of Cobra. Maybe make Cobra Law something that Cobra forms an alliance with. Uh, maybe an uneasy one, or at least you know we get the impression that Cobra Commander and Cobra Law were in cahoots, but not that Cobra Commander himself is a citizen of Cobra Law. I think I think that's one of the big things that like irk people. And I know that so, like my knee jerk. Zooming out, would... you you would still have Cobra Law. You wouldn't try I would still and... have Cobra Law. I think Cobra Law is awesome. I think I love the concept of Cobra Law. And I like I like what it does to to you know the whole thing. Instead of GI it just being GI Joe versus Cobra I like that you have this third force that is actually quite deadly in its own right and it's perhaps enemy to both G.I. Joe and Cobra. But yeah, never French G.I. Joe, you know? Yeah, it, it adds something bigger than just another, you know... Uh, War deck. <laughs> or like another like five-part miniseries or another regular cartoon episode. You do need something bigger than Cobra and Joe in the movie. Um, mm. Yes, generally, I don't like the concept of Cobra Law, but I think as you've pitched it, where it's kind of like it's a third faction that's maybe working with Cobra towards their own ends. You could probably keep mo most of the the plot of the film intact, where like they're working with them to launch these things into space, but the Cobra themselves don't realize that actually Cobra Law are trying to do it for themselves. And it's almost <laughs> like, unfortunately, like this idea sounds too similar to Transformers with Unicron, because Unicron is also a destructive, chaotic force, and you know, is also not really a friend to anybody. Um, and is he an origin? I don't know. But I liked that in the Transformers movies. I thought that was really great. And Cobra Law, when I watched it as a kid, I always thought what Cobra Law wanted to do or what Globulus wanted to do was super freaking eerie, dude. Like, that thought of, like, everybody you know and yourself turning into some kind of, 
you know, clam or something. Mm. <laughs> freaked the hell out of me and i i was watching horror movies at that time dude so like that was pretty impressive but i know that my knee joke to that was so cobra is related to an ancient race of snake people doesn't feel right and it's i wasn't a, reading the comics yet so it's hmm. a bit too unbelievable i think yeah i, think, I don't yeah. necessarily love it yeah you you could still keep the general structure but i mean you could change a lot of the other points in the movie <laughs> like the uh, things that i didn't really enjoy a lot was like the focus on flint um and this kind of like family aspect um uh, falcon oh falcon sorry <laughs> flint <laughs> where's the beret brown hair same difference <laughs> um and you you could still feature all the new toys because i mean obviously that's another thing that the film was it was a it was a launching pad for a lot of the new toys that would come out um and having this cobra focus uh you know having them you know be the biggest focus on the thing kind of draws away from the other toys that you could bring out um because also other stuff that came out in 87 was the battle force 2000 like they weren't featured in the movie at all mm. um you could have pushed that a lot better and designed the vehicles a lot better um and you could actually have them be a big uh you know they could be the new the new kids on the block where Ooh. other new characters that you introduce could be like used in like other sequences in the film um like i thought a really cool sequence could be like a chuckles infiltration where they're trying to like discover you know information about um cobra's new partners um like and that could temple. be Sorry. Yeah, in a secret temple or something, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether he's infiltrating um, the, the base, you could use a lot of the other new figures, um, like Crazy Legs, Sneak Peek, Tunnel Rat, Falcon, um, and Low Light, and they're infiltrating the base, they're trying to get the information out, um, and they could be f coming up against, like, Crocmaster and Raptor. I mean, you know, the kind of the environment itself coming up against them, because obviously Cobra Law is more... Um, biomechanical or biotechnological and those guys do kind of feel more um i suppose biological because of their use of animals um i thought that would have been a cool cool sequence i want to enter onto the record that um i think that the gi joe movie is perfect and doesn't wow. need alteration it divides the fan base because it is a pull the rug out from under you moment of like, wait, what? Cobra aren't just a bunch of blue shirted terrorists that they actually belong to some kind of futuristic or well, not futuristic, ancient, like advanced civilization. Like this is a total left turn and really kind of usurps the established reality of G the GI Joe versus Cobra conflict. But in many respects, it had to because it's G.I. Joe the movie. It has to play in bigger stakes than the animated series. And the animated series already played in stakes of like world ending devices and Amoebas. and taking <laughs> over Washington. Like like the cartoon series had done so much to that point, they'd even gone to space. So mm -hmm. if you thought to yourself, if you looked at the, the toy line of, you know, the 1987 toy <laughs> series and thought, oh, the big ticket item is the Defiant. Let's do a G.I. Joe versus Cobra sort of space race. Well, mm, the cartoon series to that point had gone to space. Mm. Both sides had like space stations. 
um, <laughs> you know, like th there's nothing new there necessarily. So this apparent left turn of Cobra Law was what the writers came up with. And putting myself now in their position, I've battled to find something better. And that's, yeah, that's why I say it's it's tough to to do better. I mean, th th this is an absolutely divisive um, element of GI Joe, but like they rolled heavy. They had to. They had to to bet big, and this is the one they came up with. And it is sinister, and it is world ending, and the stakes are huge. And you've introduced a baddie even bigger than Cobra Commander, even bigger than Serpentor. It's someone. It's the biggest bad of all. It's sort of a genetic master race supremacist who wants <laughs> to reduce the human race to mindless beasts. Like the stakes are super, super high. The only thing I could come up with is to go the other way and lower the stakes and do something completely different. And something that, as I say, in hindsight would have been the G.I. Joe movie that all of us kind of elder statesman of the brand every traditional gi joe <laughs> fan would get behind and that's kind of where the comics were heading to uh in and around this point and that's a, a leadership split within cobra ultimately ending in the cobra island civil war except mm -hmm. in the the animated stakes this could be a global civil war because cobra of the cartoons kind of has its fangs in everywhere they've got major bases all over the globe so a struggle between Cobra Commander's forces and Serpentor's forces would kind of be this globe hopping, you know, what we typically see in, in G.I. Joe animation. Mm. Um, and, and booted up with a, a, a G.I. Joe, the movie kind of budget, which could have the animation dollar to animate huge battles with mm. lots of hardware and, and interesting Cobra hardware versus Cobra hardware. You could have maybe put together um, model sheets for Mambas and have some Mamba versus Rattler action as showcased in the comic books. Yeah. Except with animation, you could show more of it. You know, the Cobra Island Civil War was two issues. But I do believe, like, with an animated movie on the cards, you could spin that out into a, a feature length and mm. make it a very satisfying struggle. Because guess what? The ultimate victor would then come after Joe. And if Joe gets pulled in on the side of, say, Serpentor, because I mean, as, as, as Larry prefaced it in the comic books, they'd sooner support a, a monarchy than a outright like terrorist leader. Like it, at least Serpentor's got some kind of legitimate claim. Anyways, they were, they were just justifying it however they wanted to because they were after something else. Any hooch, <laughs> I'm drifting. But my point is, if you dial the stakes back a little bit, I think that's what we as fans would really have rallied behind uh, to this day. You know, yeah. take the tone of the opening sequence of just G.I. Joe versus Cobra action and make a one and a half hour feature on that premise. Except make Cobra, then fight Cobra and have the, have the political intrigue of the Cobra organization really come to the boil. Because a lot of G.I. Joe the movie, at least in the first part, is this kind of really, really broken relationship that the leadership has. Mm. Cobra Commander is getting it in the neck. At that point, I imagine he would say, Who of you are loyal to me? 
Show your allegiance. Destroy Serpento. And Storm Shadow will be like, first blood. And then <laughs> and then it would spiral out from there. Destro, maybe Destro would, would step out in front of Serpento and take the hit. And then, yeah, the battle lines are drawn. And it starts right there in the Terradrome amongst the Cobra leadership, a shootout. Oh, I can see the appeal there. I can see it like as a G.I. Joe fan, as a kid as well, you'd be sitting going, oh, cool, which Cobras would become good guys? <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> there's a Imagine part of you that, that like, wants that, you know? Imagine yeah. that you could finally see Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow occupy animated cell frame with each other uh, on the same side. Mm. This would be a prelude to their ultimate reunification as Sword Brothers. Like, the fact that Storm Shadow is still working his angle within Cobra and he he is pulled in on the side of, I suppose I would have to flip it then, he would be Serpentor's um, I don't know, sidekick and Snake Eyes would be, would be, I don't know, you could have scenes between the two of them. That'd be great. Finally, yeah. what we've always wanted. <laughs> well, Serpentor know, would brothers. be like, or like, like, yeah, but now you're making me think of like, Cobra Logan, <laughs> but I well, think as that, I said I, before, like it, it was a enhancing of the scale, of, you know, of the of the stakes, a big bad, similar to Unicron, and mm. and similar to Gia or Transformers the movie, you had to push the new toys, and the only effective way to do that is kill off the old god, but mm. we all know how that uh, ended, you know, for Transformers. Dude. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, and then Hasbro kind of taking their foot off the gas and saying, oh, "Duke went into a coma." <laughs> but, but I, I remember listening to to a Buzz Dixon interview, and the problem he had with GI Joe the movie was a a Hasbro imperative that they push the new toys because fine in your animated series you can bring in new characters and stuff, but when you're getting kids to come to the theaters to watch. Ultimately, it wasn't released on the th- in the theaters, was it? But to watch G.I. Joe the movie, you're going to want to put their favorites in the limelight. Like, mm. don't go to the movies and start introducing, okay, they're these guys, they're the Rawhides, and then they're these guys, they're the Renegades, and then there's these guys, they're the Cobra La guys. So don't bring in all these new characters that you need to kind of endear yourself to. At least, I suppose, for the good guys, keep your core characters your core characters everyone went there wanting to see duke they wanted to see lady jane flint they wanted to see spirit and, and freedom you know like the they wanted mm-hmm. to see Snake Shif- eyes. shipwreck <laughs> nah, maybe not <laughs> but they wanted to see their favorites from the animated cartoon and we, we were shoveling jinx and falcon um which might have been a hard sell at the time i disagree with mr dixon because I love seeing new toys on the screen. Just give me more. Keep keep it coming. Like oh, I, I, I'm not. I'm I'm a bit of a character slut in that regard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> give me some new characters. I, I I will easily imprint on them if they're. No, I think definitely enough. showcase the old but introduce the new. Um, yeah, like yeah. Sorry, you're Rob. speaking from an adult writing point of view that you've yeah. built up these characters over years worth of animation. Like, make it about them. And yes, in sort of screenwriting 101, absolutely. Like, your, your 
your core cost is your core cost is your core cost. You can introduce supporting cost, but keep your core the same. Keep your Dukes, your Scarlets, your Snake Eyes-ish. You know, you know the <laughs> animated stakes, he never really was a feature. But no. Shipwreck, like keep the beloved characters and Flint and Lady J, keep them prominent and introduce other characters around them. Don't try and shift our allegiances. I'm saying I didn't care. I was happy to see the adventures of Screw Up Falcon. No, because that's what I want to say now. Like, that's the other thing I wanted to sort of get into with the G.I. Joe movie. Like, I I love the the new characters. I'm totally done with that because I think Falcon's cool enough and I love the Renegades. But my whole thing is, is how they introduced. So I, I feel like had they introduced Falcon in a way uh, that he was kind of being taught by G.I. Joe, you know, like even with the Rawhides, the Rawhides go through this process um, to earn the respect of G.I. Joe, but then also to earn our respect as an audience. But we never feel that way because the Rawhides, I feel like they never quite get the endorsement from G.I. Joe that they deserve. And it would have been great had like, you know, we had a little bit of uh, like the Rawhides in the beginning and then like Duke or somebody personally going, I like those Rawhides. I like their style. I want them on our side. Something that endorses their their in involvement and then you kind of go oh well duke duke digs then they must be cool and that's something i feel like that movie also kind of missed and i feel like those toys those characters suffered for it because they're actually fun little characters except for chuckles chuckles is so poorly written i really hate the way they did the uh, chuckles in that movie they did him such a disservice um yeah i suppose if yeah. you wanted to change one yeah. thing about gi joe the movie like this is a completely different exercise one tweak would it have been chuckles, chuckles? Yeah, I think Chuckles, I, I think what Rob was saying earlier about how Chuckles could be like infiltrating some kind of secret Cobra temple or uh, that ends up being a Cobra Law temple or something, that would have been way more interesting. Just, well, just to have dig this, like, this, I'm going to harmonize his idea with mine and like Chuckles is in the Cobra Terradrome when this gunfight breaks out amongst the Cobra hierarchy. So he's he's just in kind of blue shirt garb, but he... He's right there on the front lines, and he's the one who spills the beans to G.I. Joe. He's like, i got to break radio silence right now. This is going down. Yeah, and go. it also gives him a cool um, like featured character moment. You don't have to shove the new characters down or throw it to all of them necessarily. I mean, as long as you mm. feature them in a cool way. I mean, I think, yeah, you could have done a lot more with the characters and have cool fun sequences i mean if you want to feature the toys just just do cool freaking battles with these toys do amazing shit yeah 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 the uh the animator that that kujo interviewed in one of his uh, convention file cards went on about how he was wanting to include all these characters in the opening sequence but he knew that the animation budget would never stretch to allow it but they shot back and said no we can we can do this and he's like, what? what? Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that opening sequence, like, it definitely, well, obviously benefited from uh, a, a film, a feature film budget. But it even caught the animators by surprise. They were like, we are not used to working at this scale. We often, like, include things in our drafts and they get rejected because it would cost too much to, to animate. But, yeah. ho -ho, which is why yeah, you always yeah. concept, conceptualize on a blue sky level. You never try to conceptualize on what you think can be done. You just go blue sky. You go, this is what you want to do. 
and then fight it back and then it gets fought backwards you know like to what can well, we be can done. all agree that the very best gi joe animation in existence can be found in gi joe the movie so just imagine <laughs> if they'd gone a different way uh all we you can mean do when is imagine the water <laughs> yeah, well, little bits and pieces everywhere. Um, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, no, it's it. The it boggles the mind, and unfortunately, this this kind of exercise is always going to be a kick in the pants because it's not what we've got. You know, we we have to be happy with Cobra Law, which, as I say, divides the fan base right down the middle. But um, I think the writers did the best they damn could, and uh, I, I shudder to do any better. It's still I, you the know, best GHO movie. In my amen, opinion. brother. Absolutely. Yeah, we have problems with and, it, but I mean, yeah, it's it's the go. best one we've had so far. And in a lot of ways, <laughs> no, I actually do too. I'm probably going to put it on now while I do some work. But uh, <laughs> I love it so much. Like that movie just gives me goosebumps. Uh, and I want to share a small story. And I know I've shared this before, but I want to do it again just to remind people. But you know, I picked that up. Uh, I, I have it on videotape as Action Force, the movie, right? Um, and I haven't had a working VCR for like a very long time. And I was thrilled when I found it for a hundred rand in a DVD bin in a pick and pay here locally in South Africa. I was like, wow, G.I. Joe, the movie. It was basically, for all intents and purposes, a VHS version that was slapped onto DVD. Okay, that's that's how the quality, what the quality was like. And I had goosebumps just when it starts off that that intro scene i had it gave me the biggest goosebumps ever and i had like tears in my eyes and i was like oh my god this is amazing and i loved the living crap out of it and um yeah and and that just reminded me how much of a gi joe fan i am at that time and i didn't have any of the toys or anything yet again um so yeah so that movie yeah love it or hate it if if you've had a gi joe drought that thing is is beautiful on the flip side of that i did get a spy troops dvd which came with my um also very cool gi joe story of finding that two pack snake eyes and storm shadow in a checkers and came with a spy troops dvd and i saw that and i wanted to throw it violently at something i didn't like <laughs> <laughs> because that was horrible and so i think the guys need to look at it in perspective and kind of you know sort of step back and go, wow, the movie could have actually been that. It could have been like what they did with Spy Troops. Mm. And I'm so thankful it wasn't because Spy Troops was a Hasbro that was completely out of touch. Um, whereas at least the movie we dealt with a Hasbro that was somewhat in touch. In fact, very much in touch with its uh, with its fan base. So, yeah. Mm. Do I, Gaz asks, do we consider Resolute a movie? Um, Gaz, I'm going to say no, only only because... Uh, the way that I had to consume it was, uh, I, I think it was originally released as like a webisode thing, like as a web miniseries. And yeah. I unfortunately had to download them episode by episode as they came out. So yes, I suppose when it's all together, it is a movie and it was produced uh, in the same fashion as a movie, but it was never presented to me as a movie. And and even so, as much as I love Resolute, I love G.I. Joe the movie just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's just a little bit better than Resolute. You know, Resolute's ending kind of falls apart for me personally. But, yeah. Anyway, 
that's that's my two cents. Thank you for listening, everybody. And also, it's quite short. I mean, I think it's 10 five-minute episodes and a final 10-minute episode, so it's like 60 minutes. It's just hardly a movie. Yeah, I mean, look, there are some definitions that feature length is between 75 and 210 minutes. Mm. Uh, so this this falls short of some definitions of a feature-length film. But look, for all intents and purposes, when watching them all together, it it, it does... It, I would call that a movie. I don't mm. Know. Mm. But is it the most? Uh, is it a, a superior experience to um, to GI Joe the movie? Uh, that's less clear for me. Uh, the smart money is saying yes, but then you say to yourself, "But, but, but, GI Joe the movie is the climax point of the Sunbow animation series." Uh, Resolute comes at us from nowhere and then goes nowhere. Uh, yeah, if it could have I'm... gone somewhere, that would have, would that that would have been amazing. I mean, it's a cool take on the GI Joe universe. Oh um, man, and the animation between... was absolutely incredible. Yeah, I, I, it pains me to say this because it's obviously it's done to death, but it was done particularly well. The fight between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow on that island in Resolute, stunning. Mm. Oh, I think that was my jump on point. Like I kept rewatching that sequence, the wingsuit <laughs> infiltration, taking out the Cobra troopers. And then the very next episode, I think it was the very next episode, or maybe there was an episode in between, but like you cut back to their guys in storm shadow and they are. Yeah. And then the whole episode, that whole five minute episode was just them. Fine. Mm. So good. And that way that the way that Snake guys takes out that Ali Viper, well, they call them Ali Vipers, but that poor, <laughs> That poor dude, it's just so bad with that C4. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so great. Was like, it his see, uh, I... grenade belt? Yes, sorry, it was the grenade yeah, belt. Throws... But... But it's no, just, it it's comes like... from the tree. It's yeah. a trip, it's, you know, it's a trap. A trip trap. A trip wire. Love... A trip. <laughs> Resolute is a great, uh, I feel like Resolute is a great collection of uh, moments that we may have played in our heads because we're older as fans. So we, so they, they like sort of cunningly put some of that together and made it like uh, made a cohesive story out of, out of it. And it was well-written. I felt it was well, well-written. I just feel like the ending is not as strong for me. Um, Steven, you said it well, it starts from nowhere and it goes nowhere, but it's a hell of a ride anyway. Um, I mean, you didn't say the hell of a ride anyway part, but I, you know, that's implied. Um, <laughs> But it's a hell of a ride. You know what? I, you know? I, I, I'm, I need to walk my opinion back slightly because I just remembered it does aim to sort of nominally be a successor to the Sunbow series. Because, you know, Cobra Commander does reference how he's been inept in the past, but that was the old him. Uh, now he's got, you know, a new, more ruthless approach um, out of nowhere, seemingly. But yeah, no, th- it does It does try and incorporate the previous understanding of G.I. Joe mm-hmm. canon, at least in animation. And it also references the comic book as well, because he, he kills Major Blood, and, and in the comic book, Major Blood did try to, was at one point, you know, tossed at killing Cobra Commander, and, you know, he betrays mm-hmm. Cobra Commander. So he's, blood, yes. blood is tossed with killing Destro mm-hmm. by Cobra Commander. But later on, if I'm not mistaken, I, and listen, you're the one who knows this better than I do, but I distinctly <laughs> oh, remember... I should be. I'm hosting a panel on it in Iconicon. Oh, heaven help me. Good man. <laughs> um, but, like, 
no no i mean i say should be i mean like in terms of our knowledge uh, in this room right now but ladies and gentlemen if paul is incorrect go to town on him in the comments please oh dude everybody <laughs> will but i do recall major blood there being a whole like betrayal of cobra commander and i do believe major blood was involved with that oh yes oh, shit <laughs> um i'm now i'm now i'm now waking up yes baroness and blood were grouping together to have Billy kill Cobra Commander at the yes. Cobra Rally. And then Destro's Jeez. like, I will not abide by patricide. Thanks, Paul. Yes. I was just testing you. I was testing your yeah, man. <laughs> your, your <laughs> vigilance. But yeah, like, I, and I felt that that, like, that references the comic. And I think there's, a, there's another thing that in there that also references the comic book. Um, and it's quite smart. But I can't, I can't quite put my finger on it right now but then there's a great joke with the promo that they did for resolute which is the we have we have a ninja <laughs> which is so cool because you know in the cartoon like guess snake eyes is there but not really there and then he like saves roadblock and duke and he's like we have a ninja <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. gentlemen can we very briefly open up Postbox the Pit? Because we received a Playtime Adventure just moments too late. And I'd really love to get it on record and uh, maybe get some quick opinions on it. Because cool. it is hella cool. This comes to us from uh, Mountain Peak Cloud. Hello, G.I. Joeberg. My name is Craig, and I've been a fan of your podcast and YouTube videos for quite a while now. I just wanted to submit a personal story for your 200th episode, if it's not too late. If you've already recorded it, well, I hope you enjoy reading another childhood memory of G.I. Joe Playtimes. Congratulations on your 200th episode. It's quite a run, and I look forward to many more. Here's one of my favorite memories of playing with G.I. Joes as a kid. To add a little personal context, I lived in China in the 80s, and while I was aware of G.I. Joe from some American kids there that had them, I never had any of my own until my family escaped in 1989, only days after the Tiananmen Massacre, to arrive in Shame Hong man. Kong, which was where I got my first Joes. My first toys I got when arriving in HK was actually version 2 Storm Shadow and the Swamp Masher, so I have extra love for that figure and vehicle. Joe's really represented a positive shift in my life at that time, going from the political chaos at the time in Beijing to a much welcomed, stable and comfortable lifestyle in Hong Kong. So I have a lot of positive associations with G.I. Joe because of the time I got it. Anyway, on to playtime. My favorite G.I. Joe figure and vehicle, Storm Shadow V2 and the Swamp Masher. Not only because they were my first Joe toys, but also because Storm Shadow V2 felt like he had the character and personality to go on solo missions. And the Swamp Masher had the wheelbase to tackle challenging terrain, the ruggedness for rougher play, while still having a lot of firepower for a small vehicle. I lived in the concrete jungle that is Hong Kong, appropriate as the place where many Joes were made. <laughs> and my apartment complex was constantly under construction, which meant lots of piles of sand, bricks, rubble, wood, and concrete. I was about Ooh. to say bamboo. I mean, if anyone's been to the East, they know bamboo scaffolding is, is a thing. It's a anyway, thing. I would take my... Sorry. Big time. <laughs> I would take my Joes downstairs to the construction site after dinner when all the workers went home and would build bases and environments out of the bricks, rubble, and sand for my Joes to interact in. One of my favorite play patterns was making tunnels with the bricks that led to larger rooms, also made out of bricks. I'd leave parts of the tunnels and rooms without roofs so I could move figures through them. Then I would cover the brick tunnels and rooms with mounds of sand and rubble to create mountains. 
This setup allowed for countless play sessions for attack and defense scenarios through the tunnels, and the sand and rubble mountains allowed me to really make full use of the Swamp Bash's wheel design. Sometimes I would double up the brick tunnels to have them two levels, and would have trap doors that would allow Joes to fall through them into the lower level as they tried to attack the Cobra base. Storm Shadow V2 would take the high ground up the mountain with the Swamp Masher, while the other Joes would attack the, through the tunnels. Many Joes that went through the tunnels became cannon fodder, or captives, but Storm Shadow often found a way through the roof for surprise silent attacks. Since I never really watched the cartoon as a kid, I would make up my own hierarchies and specialities for the characters, so my playtime was always based on the limits of what the toys and my imagination would allow, and that never was dictated by the cartoon presentation. As time went on, I was lucky enough to acquire larger vehicles like the Killer Whale, Lucky, Dragonfly, Maggot, and Cobra Bug. The Bug is still my favorite larger vehicle to date due to the large amounts of play options, aesthetics, and features, and I love underwater toys. But it was always the Swamp Masher that came downstairs to the construction site because it was smaller, easier to handle, and made quick work of any obstacle it came across. While many of us are not a fan of the Swamp Masher, it's actually my favorite small vehicle for its playability in almost any environment. Its ability to take a beating without having to worry about fragile pieces breaking or getting lost, and of course nostalgia. And yes, I love the color palette. Anyway, that's my playtime story. Veered a little off topic, but that's the gist. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for reading, Craig. Wow, Lovely I feel like stuff. I feel like I was separated at birth with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, we used bricks as well, didn't we? Occasionally, we did, yeah. Every yeah. now and then, we kind of added them in there. They, they look better than uh, VHS uh, tapes. <laughs> we did not have bricklayer hands, though. I remember like handling bricks and building bases out of them always left me with calluses. Yeah, that's why we probably didn't do them too often. <laughs> I need my fingers dainty to play with my action figures. I can't be exactly. playing with no calluses. But yeah, exactly. that was a hand. <laughs> um, Andrew actually mentioned something cool in the comment. Now he's like, Storm Shadow's voice was so awesome uh, for him in Resolute. I agree. Carry on with your dainty hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, playing in a construction site and particularly burying passages with toys in them i presume is what craig was getting at i'm very impressed that we don't have a a, a sad note at the end of this letter saying yeah i lost a few um yeah. i guess maybe he was just very very vigilant to like you know <laughs> if i did bury some guys and some guns i kept a mental note of what was down there um i'm curious uh, whether or not he had any mates join him from time to time um, oh, cool. but maybe that yeah. that would muddy up the affair i mean i, I do recall like sometimes thinking oh, this game went so much better in my head now that i've got bloody rob and l with me they're just making fun of it <laughs> it sucks boo boo to you sir i i think it's so cool how he like snuck into construction sites you know and that and is so awesome that's such that a cool have to. <laughs> his apartment block was constantly under construction and have yeah, you been to I hong kong I can get that, man. It's like that place is never finished. <laughs> yeah, but like, but the thing is, it's just like, you know, nobody like, he didn't get into trouble for it and stuff. That's like really cool. You know, like, I'm surely those guys got there the next morning and they're like, oh, somebody's messed with the bricks again. Yeah. Oh, I'd be terrified that they find my toys and like, just chuck them in the bin. Like if I did make a mistake and leave something there and like, then have to go off to school the next day, like, ah, oh, a whole day passes and you're like, I hope Tunnel Rat is still in that tunnel. 
please. <laughs> that is oh, an man. awesome story there. I love that. It's very cool, man. Any love for the Swamp Masher chance? Yeah, actually. I uh, I want to get one one day. I, I think it's... <laughs> I love it. No, no, no. But, like, what I'm trying to say is, is that I think it's a cool vehicle. I'd love to have one in my collection one day. I like how unusual it is. I do love the color palette. Actually, Perfect somebody... companion piece to the Constructicons. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, Constructicons form and, and Devastator. Somebody... <laughs> and his so... chariot, the Swamp Masher. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, somebody recently uh, on a local Facebook group uh, asked what the value of one of those things would be um, and I did want to send him a PM and ask him if he would be want- willing to sell it but it was mostly incomplete and to be fair it's actually easier for me to get a complete one overseas than to try and get that one and then try to find its loose bits overseas but I am in the market for one totally also like right now small vehicles hold a lot of appeal to me because I haven't got much space for big vehicles and I kind of am holding out for a rolling thunder one day. And that's the space I have for another big vehicle, but yeah, it'd be cool to get like a little swamp masher. That'd be great. It's, it's interesting. It's different. I don't know if it's one of my favorites, but it's a cool toy. It's unique. It looks unique. Steven sold it to me more than anything. I mean, the catalog shot alone is pretty, but Steven, you, you sold it to me. I know when you got yours, you were pretty excited about it actually. I did not sell it to you. I still got it. I mean, no, man. And isn't it actually pictured with Storm Shadow? Uh, uh, yes, there is precedent for that in a European catalog. Storm Shadow's riding on the back, I think. So hmm. he's he's manning the minigun, or maybe he's in the cockpit. I think it might be a match made in heaven because you've got to have pretty dainty feet to get them under the um, the control panel on the Swamp Masher. Um, the, 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 the most logical occupant, uh, that being muskrat is it's tough, man. So I've never tried storm shadow in the cockpit. Maybe his upper thighs are too chunky, but he certainly has daintier feet. So that might help. It might be I... worthwhile giving it a try. Everyone out there with swamp mash and storm shadow V2s, give it a bash. I've got a question, a bit of a quick fire topic and a question for our guys in our live audience and a question for our guys in the comments. I was recently in a toys, uh, toy shop and uh, decided to walk past, walk further into the toy shop past my usual Transformers and He-Man corner. And um, I've sort of rediscovered the Bruder toys. Um, if you guys are not familiar with that, I know that you gentlemen are, but Bruder is i believe a german company and they make these 1 to 18 scale vehicles and they've got like they've got like these big uh for our american listeners these big like trucks which we know as buckies uh they've got ambulances they've got construction vehicles they've got um if you if it blows you away they've got tractors they've got uh golf carts they got all this great stuff that's at like joe scale um, and they've they got action have, figures and they've got an accompanying action figure line now I I must say, I looked at the vehicles and I was like, wow, this is pretty exciting. Um, I wonder if I could actually get a modern era or vintage toy in there. And when I put my fingers in the driving compartment, it feels like I would need to maybe cut a little bit out there to get a guy to fit in there or whatever. But I really love the idea of the Bruder people as like hostages and like, you know, townspeople and whatever. Anyway, my question for you guys is, have you ever considered buying any of those vehicles? Um for your G.I. Joe playtime or for your G.I. Joe, you know, to bolster your G.I. Joe collection, either for customization or whatever. 
and um and have you ever bought those those uh figures as civilians you know for maybe your, for your own play motion or your own gi joe stories um so yeah simple let me know i'm sure there's plenty of you that have and maybe there's plenty of you that don't know what i'm talking about but uh, i'd love to hear it and, and i'd love to hear what you guys have to say as well like what do you think of them i think uh, they, they I... definitely expand on like you know like what you can include in your playtime um there's lots of cool like little play sets like civilian vehicles um yeah they can definitely be used for civilian action Mm -hmm. There is a green Land Rover, I think, and I've seen that converted to Ooh, very nice. Maybe mm -hmm. a, a kind of a reimagining on a vamp. Uh, mm -hmm. Look, Bruder came along just a little bit too late for me and my mm -hmm. like GI Joe kind of. I need to expand into civilian vehicles. Like there was a time when I was like getting fire trucks um, that were just kind of random trucks that just looked nice they had chrome parts they had like working lights and stuff uh, because i just mm. wanted civilian uh fire department um, stuff and mm. and by the same token i wanted cop cars so the police versus bad guys chap may line saw a lot of action from me um all right but that that ship has kind of sailed in that that stuff just takes up a lot of space and i'm not playing with my toys anymore unfortunately we've we've yeah. moved on the play motion yeah. stuff now opens that avenue but i've been very timid yeah yeah of including stuff on the screen that is not strictly speaking hasbro gi joe 1982 to 1994 because i think there's a, a nice purity that I, i'd like to maintain with at least the stuff that i put into the ether uh, okay yeah. no i i i hear you on that and i i I think my it's thing a bit is limited just, though it's a bit limited they're always doing battle on a beach or <laughs> like <laughs> up a mountainside or around a lake like if i need to expand the world and actually have an urban setting yeah that's when you absolutely these these kind of pieces are essential yeah so that's no, why i kind of have been shying away from that you'll notice in bad luck lady <gasps> the streets are always empty Gee. there's nobody <laughs> there's no cars <laughs> No, I, I, I must say I'm, I'm blown away by the scale of them, and their pricing is actually pretty good. I love the, the scale of like the, the buckies and things. I think they, it's very impressive. Like I don't know what I would do with it. That's why I, I never like buy them. But I think it's really cool. However, that said, I am kind of keen on getting that little golf car because I think if I had to get that golf car and like stick a few pieces on it and like you know like strap a few like cool like plastic chainsaws and stuff on i could make a Dread really awesome dreadnought golf car cool so who's who's the golf enthusiast on the team is it road i pink? would just no man I would just <laughs> he uses a cinder block hammer man <laughs> that's my yeah, handicap no but i just use it it's just like such a like a hyper like this hyper powered like golf cart you know like how they put a rocket on like a on a trans <laughs> it's like i would put a rocket on a golf cart somehow i'd find something to make that look cool i think that could be so much fun and another vehicle you mentioned now a police car i'd love to dreadnought a police car like i think that would be so so great because the ambulance actually caught my eye as well in that brutal line and it's, it's actually quite a lot of fun and the sound effects are like spot on in fact the sound effects are so good that i'm sure they give certain people trauma like ptsd when they hear the the alarms go off and stuff 
Torture's the golfer, you know, guys. Those those PTSD suffering eight year olds. No, man. I mean, like, like, listen, like, (laughs) guys. I mean, do do not not to sound funny or whatever, but like, I I have a bit of a a trigger when it comes to ambulance sounds. Hey, like, I mean, when I heard that, I also went a little bit ice cold because I was like, ooh, wow, that's quite legit (laughs) sounding. Um, So, like, if you're a parent and you know, you've gone like through a traumatic event and it involved ambulance sounds or whatever, and you've got a little kid coming into your space with like this, like freak out a little bit because it's not a fake ambulance sound. It's like pretty legit. Even the way when you switch it off, it goes whoop whoop. It's great. And on (laughs) that chilling note, (laughs) shall we do the walk away, gents? Hell yeah. I've got a very happy association with an ambulance, by the way. Ah, I mean... Yes, I had deli- I delivered the head of my child, and boy, was I happy to hear the sound of the ambulance coming because I was like, oh, what do I do now? What I want to do get I out do the rest. <laughs> the, dis- the dispatcher, I can't, I can't hold my cell phone and hold my bloody son at the same time. Help but, me get the rest of them out. <laughs> also, I, I must say, I hope Psych Out, Law, and um, Crazy Legs are okay. I thought we would hear from them this episode. Mm, true my goodness he's slipping <laughs> but fortunately brian managed to step into the void and what a great subject that was thank you very much brian hopefully we've given you some satisfaction with our answers the truth is if you're not happy with gi joe the movie oh man there's nothing we can They're do about happy. it but hey at least your globulous alter ego should be thrilled i mean as oh, far as i'm concerned on. You cannot get a better Burgess Meredith for love or money these days. Well done, brother. No, and just also on the topic of Cobra Law, um, Andrew, I know you here in the live audience, but dude, thank you so much for hooking me up with, you know, Galobulus and the Royal Guard. Um, here, here. I mean, there's, there's more, but thank you so much for, for getting those figures in my life. I'm so happy uh, that Royal Guard is just too cool. So, yeah. But mm-hmm. sweet, man. Do you have anything for the walk away, Paul? Do you want to plug things? Do I just want, want to remind people Cash Dara be- for amazing merch made by Paul Lopesha. Well, designed by Paul Lopesha, made by Teespring, and delivered to you. Yeah, I just want to remind people if you want to join our live audience, you can via Patreon. Yay, because we have a Patreon and we're adding some cool stuff. And also by the request of Ryan Sweeney. And I must say, he has requested super hard. I now have Andrew also asking me to do some soundtracks. I am going to put them on the Patreon. Uh, prepare yourselves. It's coming. I'm going to do like at least one a week. Um, so you will have some cool music made by me to listen to. Unfortunately, it is the unedited, uncut version. So some of them might be a little bit louder than you want, to, want them to be. But hey, let's put them hey, up there. Man. If it's too loud, you're too old. <laughs> or it's badly mastered. <laughs> and then, yeah, we have some merch. And whoever it was that bought themselves a complete uh, Storm Shadow, uh, you know, top and uh, joggers, go you. You are my spirit animal. Um, that is too cool uh, because we have got that online. So, yeah. So, uh, thank you very much. And if you guys want to have your own Storm Shadow style joggers, either... 88 or 92 um you can because i have them on the gi joe book merch store <laughs> as well as the yeah. shirts yeah it's anyway. worth taking a look guys uh even if you are a little gun shy about dropping teespring prices like see what paul has done uh they are 
probably the most unique G.I. Joe apparel out there. Uh, G.I. Joe inspired apparel. There you go. (laughs) Paul Paul is dancing around that copyright very dangerously. G.I. Joe-ish inspired. It does mean you get some stuff that you just ain't going to get anywhere else. Uh, Mm. So, yeah, I'm I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. Thanks, my dude. Thanks, my dude. My man. My man. But if you made it this far, uh, I should have probably done this at the top. But if you don't mind leaving a like for this YouTube video, if you are watching it on YouTube, that'd be that'd be that'd be really cool, really cool. It helps. Yeah, drop us a way. comment. Tell us how cool we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, and give us your cool. own GI Joe the movie pitch. If you yes, feel please. like, guys, you missed the glaring elephant in the room. Like this, is such a great idea that I've been harvesting all these years, and you guys didn't mention it. Well. Now's your chance, and we'll we'll cap it in episode two hundred two. But uh, this has been Steve, and this has been uh, Paul, hoping that you saw boobs in the GI Joe movie. <laughs> Rob was here, <laughs> and we've been GI Joe Berg. Love you guys. Peace out, Middle East out in our lifetimes. Berg, Berg, Berg.